Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, Brad Hudson covers the tide for the Tuscaloosa News. They're getting ready for a huge game in Kyle Field against A&M on the road in College Station. And he joins us now on CBS Sports Radio. How's it going, Brett? I'm good, guys. How are y'all? We're fantastic. Hey, so take me back to the uh, Ole Miss game when that defense allowed almost 500 yards and they gave up 30-plus points. And then like they all said, like, they won the game, they put up 59, but they all treated it like it was the most miserable performance that they'd had at Alabama defensively in a long time. Yeah, well, I mean, Nick Saban is a is a defensive guy. That's his that's his background, and that's obviously going to be where his biggest focus is. And I think the the thing that they were most focused about in in that performance is tempo, or at least how long the defense was on the field. Ole Miss ran 86 plays in that game, and then if you look at the South Carolina game two weeks prior, South Carolina ran 88. So they're very concerned about how long their defense is on the field. These days, I don't think that's going to be an issue against Jimbo Fisher's offense this this weekend because he runs a very slow, methodical, old school quote unquote pro style offense. So I don't anticipate play count being an issue for the Alabama defense this week. But it has been in the past, and it's openly consider making some changes to what's been a very high octane explosive offense to this point, just to help a defense that's been on the field for way too long in Nick Saban's opinion. So are, are they starting four freshmen up front and are they uh are they worried at all that their defense will be the thing that uh brings them down? They are starting four in in the front. They've got two freshmen, uh DJ Dale at nose guard and then the other defensive end position it could be either one of two freshmen. It could be Justin Boygby or Byron Young. Uh currently it's it's Byron Young or at least that's what it was in practice all week. Uh, and then the two inside linebackers are also true freshmen, Shane Lee and Christian Harris. Uh, so that's that's an issue for them, and it's something that opposing defense uh, offenses, excuse me, are pretty clearly going to attack for the for the duration of the season. What happens now is how those guys develop mentally, how much of the scheme they can take on, because everybody at Alabama is pretty. Uh, clear about the fact that this is a simplified version of the offense because there are so many freshmen out there. So it's a matter of how well they execute that and how much more they can add to the scheme to present different things to the LSUs, the Auburns, and potentially the Georgias and Clemsons of the world. Our uh, Brett Hudson covers the tide for the Tuscaloosa News with us. Are, are, uh, are the veterans on that uh, defense, uh, are they – Bringing the kids along, do you feel like that they're getting better and that uh, when these games start ramping up at a higher level, like this is a, this is a big road game for them. Anyway, you slice it, I know they're way better than A&M, but that's a dangerous place to uh, go with a bunch of freshmen playing that are, you know, frankly not stopping anybody. I know they outscore everybody and score 60, but at some point or another, if you can't stop anybody, it becomes an issue. Are those veterans uh, getting through to these kids? They're trying, but it's, it's, it's tough because there aren't really 
there isn't really a ton of veteran presence at the positions where you're you're freshman heavy. I mean, the the two freshmen on the inside, they're backed up by a sophomore, Ale Cajo, who transferred in from Washington, so he's not necessarily experienced in the Alabama way. Uh, there's really one proven veteran presence on the defensive line. That's Raquan Davis. And a lot of the veteran experience on this defense is on the back end. And safety Xavier McKinney and uh, defensive back Shaheen Carter, Patrick Sertan II, Trayvon Diggs. And they've certainly taken leadership roles within the entirety of, of the defense. But when they get to the granular position-by-position position things, these these freshmen, they, they got no choice, but to, I mean, they're, they're, they are obviously on their own. They've got excellent coaching staffs and uh, veteran leadership around them, but they kind of got to figure it out on their own. And, and Nick Saban mentioned that he kind of changed up practice a little bit, or at least he did in the bye week. They did a lot of walkthrough, 11-on-11 walkthrough, just so those freshmen could see a bunch of different concepts and see a bunch of different things without wearing them out by forcing them to go full contact or really run to defend something on, on every single play. So that's kind of Alabama's most recent idea in terms of getting these freshmen along in the scheme. But I think you kind of mentioned it earlier in the back of the fan base's mind, there is the question of if this defense is going to be this team's downfall relative to the national championship aspiration. Brad Hudson covers the uh, Bama football team for the Tuscaloosa News with us on the bench. Uh, this game is obviously uh, an issue uh, at hand, but then I think they get a nice break with that Tennessee-Arkansas back-to-back going into the LSU game on the 9th of uh, November, and that's going to be right. huge. And they're obviously – uh, in Tuscaloosa for that game, and that's just going to be a hell of a football game anyway you slice it. But the next couple of weeks, it uh, seems like they got a nice little uh, window to get ready for that game, no doubt about it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, Tennessee and Arkansas, it is. I mean, those programs are what they are right now. They're pretty significant uh, downslides, uh, and especially with the, the season being set on the calendar the way it is where you have two open weeks. And in the regular season, Alabama kind of approached this most recent open week that they had last week to kind of take little bits and pieces to prepare for Texas A&M, Arkansas, and Tennessee before they have that next open week going into that closing stretch with LSU, Auburn, Mississippi State, and Western Carolina pretty obviously being the odd man out in that particular schedule configuration. But when when you look at the schedule, I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head. If they can – get through this task they have arguably two of the worst five programs in the SEC coming to Tuscaloosa before their bye week going into the the LSU game so if they if they get up to a solid halftime lead in this game they'll go uh what 10 quarters without being challenged I, I that's my opinion anyway yeah you're right uh and two has been ripping it up 76 percent 23 TDs I mean, uh, has he done anything uh, at all d- different? Is he better now? Is he the same guy that you've been covering uh, from last year to this year? Do you think he's actually making uh, strides at getting even better? Yeah, I think it's something that, uh, like, the scouts, or maybe scouts would notice it, but the average fan might not notice this. But he's, he's trying to be less. He's trying to be more risk-averse, I guess. Like He's still going to take shots down the field when when his wide receivers have uh, advantageous one-on-ones and when your wide receivers are as talented as these guys are. Almost every one-on-one 
is going to be advantageous. But the the phrase we've heard him use several times is you can't go broke taking a profit. He's not going to force things downfield, which he definitely would have at times last year. He's not going to stand in the pocket for that extra second and take a sack, just hoping to get a chance to to unleash a ball 30 yards down the field. He will take short routes. He will take stuff in the, in the quick game in the intermediate game. And frankly, that's better for the offense overall. It's better for Tua because it gets the ball out of his hand quickly, but it's better for the offense overall because this wide receiver group is so good that they can turn eight yards slant into 75 yard touchdowns. We've seen that happen several times this season. And I imagine that's going to continue, especially against an A&M defense where the secondary is probably the weakness of the unit. What do you think of this kid, Smith, the receiver? He's lighting it up. He's got more TDs than uh, Judy, who everybody's got in the top ten in the NFL draft. Yeah, I think that's kind of part of the the wide receiver group at at Alabama this year where uh, people are going to look at mock drafts, and Jerry Judy is is rightfully so, uh, rated among the top ten guys in the 2020 draft if he chooses to go out, which we assume he will. But that's, that's kind of the nature of, of this Alabama wide receiving core, what makes it so hard to defend if you took one of the four, and, and the four, by the way, are Jerry Judy, Devontae Smith, Henry Ruggs III, and Jalen Waddle. If you took one of the four out, like if one of them were to get injured or be suspended or, or whatever, it would still be a deadly receiving core because the other three are just as good as the ones that they're missing. It's, it, 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 frankly, it's impossible with, with Alabama's receiving core right now. I'm kind of waiting for someone to dedicate themselves to stopping the pass and force Alabama to run on, on light boxes. And I realize that's kind of a, a backwards, bizarro world statement, given what the, the Nick Saban Alabama programs were built on for, for many, many years in the past. But the, these, these wide receivers are, are just too good. There are so few, countries, uh, so few programs in the country they can go one-on-one with these wide receivers. And uh, I think it's very safe to say that Alabama is not going to see one until they face LSU if LSU has the ability to go one-on-one with them. I think that's very much in question. If LSU can't and Auburn can't, they might have to wait until potentially seeing Clemson again. It's just the nature of the wide receiving core this year. I love that. Uh, a couple guys on that defense either way. McKinney's been incredible all over the field making uh, plays, and then I think he's had a, a couple picks or something, and then that kid, uh, Anthony Jennings, with all of his sacks, he's been a monster. Those two have stood out to me. Yeah, Anthony's a, a feel-good story. He and he, Really, both of the, the outside linebackers, he and Terrell Lewis have both had um, there, there are issues with injuries in the past, uh, Terrell more than, than Anthony, but you're seeing healthy versions of both of them right now, and both of them are terrorizing pockets. Anthony specifically, he's, he's been really unleashed this year because he's been an every-down guy at the jack position for, for Alabama to the point that Bama's kind of given him some 3 2 6 dime, uh responsibilities because he's just been so good. He's someone that it's hard to justify taking him off the field, and his, his numbers suggest that. And if, if the season ended today, I don't think there's any doubt that Xavier McKinney is an All-American safety. That's the, that's the level he's playing at right now. And something he doesn't get enough credit for is he's able to move around. You know, there, there are holes, not holes, but there are spots in this secondary where they aren't as experienced as Nick Saban would like them to be, where you're seeing – 
Jared Maiden and Jordan Battle and, uh, to a lesser extent, Shaheen Carter, put in positions that are only advantageous to them. So Xavier McKinney kind of moves around the secondary to make sure that those guys are comfortable where they are on the field. And he, he has to put a lot on his plate in that regard. He deserves a lot of credit for not only for being able to handle all the different responsibilities within the secondary, but also being able to execute all of them at what two in my opinion, has been All-American level thus far. Great stuff, Brett. Brett Hudson with the Tuscaloosa News. Enjoy the game at uh, Kyle Field. Should be a good one, 3.30 East uh, tomorrow. Thanks for coming on CBS Sports Radio tonight. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, Brett Hudson with the Tuscaloosa News. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.